A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers. Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon and mistress of wine Sam Caporn all the booze news and views from absinthe to Zinfandel everyone needs a spirit guide hello everyone this is happening it's the drink talking it's all about drinking Responsibly drink less, drink better. It's the latest episode, and as ever, I'm joined by Sam K. Point, the mistress of wine. I must say, you are looking absolutely beautiful today. Thanks very much. And Tom Sandham, my colleague, you are looking very sexy Good. as well. I'm glad you didn't. I thought yeah. maybe you'd overlook my looks. No, no, I think yeah. you're looking wonderful. Well, it's good because I'm the miss January, getting plenty of sun, um, been eating well. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I haven't, no I haven't got two kids getting me up at 5 30 in the morning. No, I'm no. really putting a lot of time into me. I think, it, yeah, and, yeah, it's uh, good times. Do they get up that time every morning? Joseph at the moment is, uh, he's four and he's getting up in the night, probably once at least and twice, and usually awake at 5.30. We've got the night clock, so he's going for to six o'clock because I'm saying, mm. if you can sleep through the night, you get 50p, which goes towards buying him a hand solo, which sounds... It's just, well, a character, yeah, it's, it's a not character a um, style. lifestyle. No. So we are trying to get him through that, but he's just, he's not a sleeper, mm. can I say. Mm. Samuel, the other one, he sleeps, mm. but then he can't get out, he's in a cot, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, tough, yeah. tough yeah. shit, really. Yeah. Stuck there, mate. I mean, he cries and he makes noise, but <laughs> yeah. he's just, he can't get out, he's in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That's my life yeah. at the moment, listeners, you're welcome. So, but regardless <laughs> of that, I think you're both looking great, and I fancy you both. So I'm hosting today... And it is going to be uh, wonderful. I'm doing a bit of swallow. Now, my swallow, well, I like to think that shower time is thinking time. Hmm. Do you? When you're in the shower? Uh, well, I just and recently, toilet time as well. Um, no, I, and sexy time hand. sometimes. What? I, well, no, not for me. I hosted what? Dad. But I was just watching... It's quite funny. It's a movie called Girls Trip. That you've heard about it. It's a comedy, and it's a load of ladies who uh, went to school together, and they go on a trip to... You know the musical place, the, you know the really New Orleans. Yes, they go to New Orleans, mm. and uh, and one of the ladies is divorced, and they they both said, "When's the last time you had sex?" And she goes, oh, "I'm fine. I've got a very strong shower head." And I, uh, oh, of course. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Well, I've tried that, but my is I've got a static shower head. Oh, you can't take it down. It's big, so yeah, uh, it I takes, think it needs a detachable head. Yeah, it doesn't work so well with the, with uh, the sink. 
tap, does it? I've tried it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, hose. The water pressure. Hose you can, sometimes. but I've learned Washing I can put machine. my water pressure Washing up. machine. Apparently. Anyway. say. <laughs> <laughs> Shower time is thinking time. I do a yeah. lot of thinking in the shower. You know, How long you, does it take you to have a shower? Well, it's just sometimes you just like the well. water's cascading onto your head and you're thinking, right, what have I got to do today? Wash. I've got to wash. I've got to wash. You know, I've got my family shouting at the door, get out, get out, and all those things. But it is good time. And so I was quite pleased when I saw that a Swedish brewery called Pang Pang, which translates from Swedish into English as Bang Bang, mm. I didn't know that, uh, based in Stockholm, they have teamed up with what sounds like a bunch of bell end sort of Shoreditch type mm. marketing idiots. <laughs> they produced a thing called Shower Beer. Now, this is a 10% pale ale, and it comes in this quite small glass bottle. Not it is massive. your spit. Or you'll swallow. Mm. Swallow. I quite like okay. this. Well, if you're in the shower and you're washing your hair and you're in there for a while. Well, well hang on, hang on. Okay, because it's a 10% ABV double pale ale, which right. is essentially an IPA. And it's specifically marketed for drinking in a shower. Now, one thing they've done is that they put it in this quite small bottle, but it's a glass bottle. And mm. I think, firstly, they should put that in a plastic bottle. Mm. Like but the beauty of it is they use citra hops and they've developed what they claim to be a kind of slightly soapy taste to it, which doesn't sound great. Mm. But it also works as a as, shampoo. As a shampoo. That's okay. what I'd use it for. I remember vividly reading a Judy Bloom book years ago and the, the lady, she was... Um, the heroine of the story had this amazing long brown hair and she was very poor but she washed her hair in beer yeah, and yeah. that's what gave it its lustrous shine mm. which brings me Sounds on like a great read did you believe me saying mm. get me on Amazon now <laughs> so um, it's just an idea I thought we're all parents of small children and when we do get the option of going out we haven't got much time because once you put them to bed you, you just want to get out the door. You want to get out the door and you want to yeah. get back not too late so the whole horrific day, you know, it's day can yeah. begin again. And you pay a babysitter less. But then, yeah, exactly. So when you're in the shower, it's dead time. Mm. Whereas if you're like, I'm in the shower. I can start my I evening. I start here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, though. I think I'd want something that kills germs more and maybe is aromaless, doesn't have additives to make me smell. So perhaps this is a move to get vodka into your vodka. shower process why not have, why not put vodka in the shower system wow yeah and it's just coming down yeah. on you because if when you're heading out as well you don't want to spend all your money in the pub do you, you want to no. do a bit of indoor drinking yeah knacker yeah. drinking i think it's called <laughs> what's it called knacker drinking so it's playing kind of catch up before you go out. well yeah it's yeah. basically loading up so mm. then when you Front go to loading. the pub you can go i'll have a, a soda water please mm. And you're annihilated. Because that's exactly <laughs> what happens as well, yeah. isn't it? You don't just drink more. No. So, so that's silly um, But um, they've also done a, a thing called bong water, which is 11%, and it's a Cohiba cigar-infused oily imperial stout. Uh, it's made by turning their fermenter into a massive bong and smoke cigars through the beer to impart the flavour of fine tobacco. I don't know the guys from Pang Pang. They could be really <laughs> nice guys. I bet you they're Not achingly <laughs> cool. Well, and you're reading about what they're doing, Ben. And I'm propagating and what many they are. Thousands but of I think bong water listeners. sounds awful. I, I wouldn't, in honesty, be rushing out to buy either. No, of them. and do you know what? I find people who bang on about cigars a bit dull. Don't mm. you? Oh, 
I mean, I've been in cigar aficionado, Ben, as a, my luxury lifestyle, oh. of course. It's difficult for you, I suppose, because you're looking at Lambert and no, Bowlers I'm more, I'm and I'm smoking and man, yeah. Yeah, so it is, it is tough for you to, I think, look at a cigar smoker without anything other than the resentment of a peasant. But I like a <laughs> cigar every now and I then. Think I, mean, I was in Hennessy, in fact. You know, I told you about that. Oh, time. Jets. We were sat there in the atrium at the end of the evening smoking cahibas. Uh, yeah, yeah, smoking cahibas, yeah. Drinking uh, basically, you need to have bonnet. something once in your life something of some kind of substantial size in your hand <laughs> anyone who yeah. smokes cigars it's just the resentment in, the resentment amazing <laughs> minuscule dong but what okay, about, uh, we've right. got a friend in common who likes to smoke a cigar who's that Fleur oh well she doesn't have a dong there you go yeah, she's a lady mm, she likes what a cigar. size feet have you got Ben <laughs> 15 yeah yeah um, <laughs> oh that was just your swallow what's your spit my spit uh, sort of linked to it is this idea that Beer is always unhealthy, and it reminded me of a trip I did to Switzerland once, where I went into this beer spa. Now it's a place in a top a right. A beer hand, spa. It's a beer spa, top Wicked. right hand corner of Switzerland. There's a place called Appenzell, and Appenzell is fucking weird. <laughs> right, it's proper rural country where cows massively outnumber people. If you go to um, the sort of local town in Appenzell, which I think is called Appenzell, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I can't quite remember. Yeah. They, they, He's um, really done his homework. They uh, hang <laughs> teaspoons from their ears. Ooh. A lot of farm. They wear these funny hats. Yeah. They? And so Why? they all look like kind of Why on earth eighties. All a bit eighties. Anyway, they. There's two well, things I should say here. It's a little bit 80s. Well, I don't know. They're sort of dangling, well, dangling men earrings. with dangling earrings. It's kind of a bit 80s, wasn't it? Teaspoon earrings. Yeah, well, no, no. But yes, I'm, but no, no one in the 80s like... hung teaspoons from their ears. Yeah. But men in the 80s, you would have seen I much see. more common... Hoops. Hoops and mm. the like. Mm. Anyway. Pirates. Big for cheese. It's very rural. It's a kind of laughing stock of Switzerland, which mm. in itself is a bit of a laughing stock of Europe. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> They got they, money. I mean, they've got money. Yeah, they got banks and clocks. But anyway, yeah, they, they, right. there's this place there called Bear with Me because it's a very Swiss name. Bear with me. It's Hotel Hof Weisbad, <laughs> and they've paired up with these guys at the Locker Brewery, which is one of Switzerland's oldest independent breweries, and they've created a beer spa. And I went there a few years ago, and you get back second grip. Well, no, they didn't do that. But you had to... Should've I did get an all over... They <laughs> should have done, man. I needed it. My God. Just There's no beer in the world to get rid of that stuff. <laughs> it's just spewing yeah. out yeah. of you. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. Wiry, curly hair everywhere. Did you have to share a bedroom? When you share a bedroom, you must have a bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. keep the door open? No, only Why? if I'm feeling, you know, in the mood. No, <laughs> do not keep do the door open. Although, having said that, when we did Barnard Castle, I did, yeah, because I was listening to Final Score where I was having a bath. They didn't have a shower, so I had a really nice long soak. I got myself <laughs> nice and relaxed before we had to go and give two hours of high-energy comedy. <laughs> I just got myself really in the mood. Got some radar on the bed. go. <laughs> and, uh, but no, we don't, as a rule, look no. at no. each other in the shower. No. Well, well yeah, I do, but you don't know I'm doing yeah, <laughs> Just wanted to clear that up. Anyway, Anyway, so uh, I did this amazing massage there where they've got malt grains and they give you a proper scrub. Nice exfoliation. Really good exfoliation. Then they do a hot bath. Ooh, um, nice. And they use hop oils for the massage. It was quite relaxing, but there was a very strict no pants rule. Mm. Like, so I was stark bollock naked for the whole thing. And so I came out of it <laughs> quite stressed. <'cause laughs> Did you have were, a, a female she practitioner? She was amazing. She was amazing. Yeah. And mm. then, so I came out like some kind of 
Vietnam vet. I was just thinking of the worst things I could possibly think of in an attempt to not <laughs> enjoy like it I'm too enjoying much. myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, just as, as an aside, uh, but they, but they, <laughs> it's a full kind of detox. But they do serve Swiss Kobe beef there, oh. which is. There's a local farmer, and I went to meet him, and he was a very interesting guy. And he massaged his cattle using suds from the brewery, which is what Kobe mm. Reeves, you relax cool. them. Yeah. And oh, I had really? to, I spent the afternoon <laughs> scrubbing these cows. And at the time, one. Well, <laughs> it was Freesian. Yeah. Uh, um, Get a jersey then. <laughs> stop it. And so I was wearing a scarf. Like you know that yeah. cool way that all the mm. you know cool people wear scarves. Not like, Sort of like that knot you you mm. do like that. And I was massaging the cow, and it's quite, you know, you have to concentrate. And his cow started munching my scarf. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. And, but it wouldn't let go. And the more mm. it ate my scarf, the Always. tighter yeah. the scarf mm. got around my neck. And I actually had to call the Help. farmer over, and he had to cut my scarf off. So this wasn't part of the ritual in the spa? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was no, this some was, sort this of was, weird Death by cattle. Yeah, but it was really quite scary. Yeah. Mm. Um, and he walks his cows, because they get stressed out in, in lorries, he walks his cows like 15 miles or something to the abattoir, where they do get killed. Yeah. Okay. But so, up until that point, they're not stressed out. So the, t- the massaging of the cattle makes them makes taste them, better because... Yeah, yeah. Well, because it's relaxing and there are things, ingredients within the beer. There's vitamin B, vitamin D. There's lots of things that are there that are apparently very good for making the meat more supple. From the outside in rather than the inside out. Exactly, yeah. Weird. But they also are fed on the grains that oh, come from the brew as well. As well. Okay, so yeah. the beer is essential, integral oh, to the Kobe beef. Mm. But they get... And then the whole and thing the was he worked out that no matter how relaxed you make the cows with beer that when you put them in a big truck yeah. and they're going to they then they stress out and yeah. so all the good work is undone so, is, so he is that the same for all Kobe beef or just Swiss Kobe no, beef no I think it's a, I think that's, that's how they do it in it, Japan yeah. I believe yeah I think you're right yeah so there we are yeah. so that's my spit or swallow yeah now Tom I think you're doing a tasting I am yes we're going to taste mezcal today Ben you should celebrate yourself every day but some days you should celebrate with jewellery Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is a podcast. It's the drink talking. 
Sam, this yep. is a challenging agave spirit. Uh, we've done tequila on the show before. I can't remember how you fared with that, if you enjoyed it. Surprisingly well. okay, you given the fact it. I don't like tequila. Okay, well, this is going to be a step in a slightly different direction. So, uh, make Mes- mezcal- It makes me think of, what's the trippy one beginning with A? Absinthe. Yeah. Okay, well, probably the associations with worms and Mm. people eating worms and hallucinating. Mezcal being an umbrella term for agave spirits, but actually, in this instance, the tequila is made using agave, but very specifically blue agave, and they have to use that to make tequila. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it comes to mezcal, they can use a host of other varieties of agave and there are hundreds of different types of agave and they tend to restrict themselves to maybe around 30. There is a an appellation of origin like there is with tequila so it is a protected spirit. Predominantly it's made in Oaxaca which is spelt O-A-X-A-C-A uh, so it doesn't look like it sounds. Oaxaca. Oaxaca, Oaxaca. Oaxaca, That's where most of this happens, but it can be made in other parts of Mexico. And the reason that it's being celebrated more recently is because it's a very rustic artisan spirit. And as our listeners included are now asking more questions about what they're drinking, where it comes from, and digging a bit deeper into the stories behind it, I would argue that when it comes to authenticity, Mezcal is probably one of the last sort of bastions of genuine, authentic artisan techniques. So for a start, when it comes to making the tequila, they take these agaves and they bake them in pits in the ground. So they actually dig big holes and they line them with stones and then they light a fire in this big crater and then they dampen the fire, the flames down, and then they bung in all the agaves and cover it with mud which is pretty rustic, and then they leave them there for days to bake so that all the sugars Don't start Don't you sometimes to... wonder how people found this out in the first yeah. place? Like, what a random thing to decide to do. Yeah, I mean, we're going all the way back to the indigenous people there and, and how they would cook and, yeah. and bake things. But uh, it's an oven. It's known as a hornus, uh, an oven, but it, it's incredibly traditional, and they still do it. And if you actually want to find some of these tequilas, they're made on very small scale. You have to go into some of those harder-to-reach places in Oaxaca, go into villages where people are literally still making this tequila as the mezcal maker in the village and exchanging it for goods. Yeah, It's a proper it's a currency, currency, which you don't see much uh, anymore in, in terms of spirits production. Everything's been commercialised. The fact that mezcal is arriving in England at the moment and Britain and is becoming popular with bartenders is evidence that someone has had some sort of commercial inkling as to the value of it. The big thing to say about it is where it differs from tequila is that it's quite smoky. And because of the way it's made and the earth, the influence of the earth and the different agaves and the way they're baked, uh, gives it a very smoky quality, which stays with it all the way through distillation. So we're getting more, I suppose, if you were comparing it to something like whiskey, going from Spayside, sweeter whiskies to Isla, mm, uh, smoky. smoky whiskies. So Pitty. I'm bracing you for that okay. ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. So this is, if you well, are... The first thing I notice is the deep urine colour. Well, we're, we're, first one we're going to have... Yeah, it's, it's tough on uh, this particular brand. Uh, Los Desantes. Now, this is an aged... Mezcal. Mm-hmm. So the reason you've seen the colour is because mm-hmm. it spent time in oak barrels. Mm-hmm. So that's the influence of the wood. And if you didn't age it, then obviously it would come out transparent. So you can age it in the same way that you age a tequila. They have the same 
classifications. So you'll have your uh, Hoven or your Young, your Reposado, which will be aged for a minimum of two months, and Anayeko, uh, which would be aged for a minimum of uh, 12 months. So in that respect, it's very similar to its cousin. But as I say, the, the way it's made is going to give it some slightly different qualities. Now, we're drinking the mm. Los Dos Antes, and it is a Reposado. So although it only has Cute to be a label as well. Minimum, I like the packaging. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful mm. bottle. We'll Lovely take a picture and put it on Twitter. Bottle, it's a fantastic label. It looks really premium. And also and the reason I've, I've busted this one out first is because it is a very nice, soft introduction to this mm. spirit. And it actually doesn't have a lot of the assertive smokiness of other mezcals. Oh, it's pretty smoky, though. But it's got a touch of it. But it's you're enjoying it. And mm. I think that's it. If, you, if you're new to the category and you go too smoky... It's very it distinctive. Really off. peaty, smoky. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I think what's interesting with mezcal is a lot of people are talking up, up as the big new thing, mm. the new tequila, and... If you pick the wrong one, yeah. it can be a real, that's it, you're done with it. And Whereas the comparison this, to whiskey, again, if you start exactly. at Lefroy, you're going to say, yeah. maybe no, don't like whiskey, when there's a whole wealth of agave spirit out there, yeah. and, and it's probably but not the place to start. But this is very honeyed. It is. Uh, really lovely and I think that ageing process helps with it. It was introduced to me American by... American oak, do you know? Uh, yes, it was. I believe it's American oak. A lot of the oak that's knocking around the world is going to be American oak for the spirits industry because... Complicate questions. Um, um, no, well, because the bourbon industry bourbon, only uses yeah. it once and then they have to make new bottles. But it was introduced to me by a Scandinavian, actually, a guy called John Anders. And John, I apologise, but your surname, Borg Grevink. Uh, <laughs> yes, how you say it. That's exactly, that's exactly how you say, how you say it. it if you're over there. But he's a real authority on Mezcal and Akvit as well. A big year for Akvit, apparently. He works for a company called Amethyst and uh, they kindly gave us this. Amethyst is a great place to go if you're interested in exploring exploring wider agave spirits because they've got a whole range of tequilas. They've got the Siete Leguas, which we've mentioned previously in the show, uh, the tequila, but they've also got a nice range of mezcals. So that's a nice easy one, the Los Dos Antes. That gets us into it. The company that set it up, they own some restaurants over in, in uh, Mexico City and they got passionate about it and they, uh, they decided to buy a distillery. So they're not guys from a little village but they, uh, they've got a real passion for the stuff, uh, so explore that. The next one we're going to try is the Durumbes Durango, and this is provided to us by Speciality Brands, another company that brings in really interesting spirits, the Diplomatico Reserva Exclusiva that uh, Sam is always banging on about and loves. That's come to us in the past courtesy of Speciality. Uh, go onto their website and you'll find out more about their, what they've got. They know their onions and they've been bringing this in. Now, this is going to step it up a bit. So we're going to get more assertive mezcal in the gob here. Mm. Um, this is a sort of most northeastern state Durango in the mezcal uh, origin area. And it's known for these agave durangensis, uh, which is known like as ash. The way they cook it is a little sort of ashen, woody effects on the agave. And they ferment very carefully. They do all the traditional pits as well. But this particular expression, as well as being quite ashen and woody and smoky, is, I find, quite fruity. And we were really surprised when we got hold of it because on the nose, if you go back, and, and I'm, I'm understanding, Sam, that you are <laughs> struggling a little bit because it's assertive. I mean, it's 45.2% ABV. Well, so. well, I think it's <clears throat> very woody. It is, yeah. It well, that's and like ashy. ash. Yeah. Ash is, but is ash, a nickname as in given the type to, of wood. Mm. But also no, the influence like, of the actual agave itself. And, oh yeah, yeah. I but but really the, don't they like might, that. Do you not hate it? Mm. What? Okay. 
Well, that Sam is, is wrong. That is, well, it's not uncommon in my section for Sam not to like one of the products because uh, we tend to try and put something in front of you that the people who are new to the spirit might yeah. enjoy. Listeners, well, I'm talking first about first one's here. lovely, and the second one is really for the people who are already aware of agave yeah. spirits and they've already explored tequilas and yeah. they've maybe even heard of mezcal and they want to step it up. And indeed, it's for the people who know mezcals because this is not very available. It's hard to come by. The people like the American bar at the Savoy have put in a special request for it. We've got it in a in a test bottle. They, they haven't given us a full bottle of it because it is harder to come by. But that's what we want to do. We want to introduce our listeners to stuff that might not be heard of before. I really like it in small quantities, and I think the way that mezcal is being used by bartenders. So we, would you have means, it straight? Like mean, you'd well, enjoy I was going to say this is it. They would use it in cocktails as well, mm. and I think that's probably a nice way to introduce mm. yourself to mm. mezcal. Just a, a hint subtle. of it. See, I um, think I think that. What do you um, think, Ben? The second one is a much more rustic example of mezcal from just in terms of the flavour mm. profile. But I think drinking it neat, it's 45.2%. But then mm. the first one's 43.2%. Yeah, so they're both yeah, quite they're pokey. Strong. But I do think a drop mm. of water, lengthening that with... I mean, I'm not a mixologist, no, but no. something with a slice of lime or something. All but, of a sudden, or it, putting some of those things like honey in there um, yeah. just to sweeten it. But the first one is very much more approachable, whereas the second one, I would say, is for your hardcore mezcal. That's the way. That's what uh, I hope to present to you first today. First one gets my vote, but okay. very interesting. But at least you liked it, and that's Thanks, good. No, that's really mezcal, and we'll probably yeah. come back to it later yeah. in another podcast. So. Fab. Well done, everyone. I think we uh, were good critics there. <laughs> fair but firm. Firm but fair. I'm hosting this. Yep. And I'm telling you now yeah. that you need to do some talking Great. about the legend of liquor. And yep. let's make this one tight. Mm. And yep. interesting. It is, actually, tight and interesting. <laughs> I um, stop it. Things that are tight so, and interesting. Um, no, actually, it is actually both of those. So I've gone, my legend of liquor is a guy called Rowan Gormley. Do you know who he is? Not the Rowan Gormley. No. Do you know who oh, the no. Rowan Gormley no. is? I call him Ro. Row bags. Rogo. So um, I think this is fascinating. Think how satisfying it must have been for him. Basically... He was. What did he do? I'm trying to tell you. That was amazing. Imagine how that must have felt. He basically was sacked from Direct Wines, where he was the boss of Virgin Wines, and he was organising a management buyout of Virgin from Direct. I do remember this. And he basically got the flick, and it actually was quite dramatic because he went into this meeting, and and I I think he thought they were going to like discuss the purchase price and how it was going to work, yada yada yada, and they basically passed over a piece of paper that basically said you're fired he left the building they turned his phone off and everything so he's basically left you know essentially sacked from direct wines probably over a personality clash a, a new um, guy came in but what he did was basically stick two fingers up managed to poach about eight of their top staff and set up naked wines oh, oh now he's now so majestic he doesn't he yeah now and then and then, majest- yeah. and then majestic bought out naked for 70 million he did alright and he's taken over and he's taken over the CEO of majestic and that buyout I think happened in 2015 so in an eight year period uh, which I would also like to say I left direct wines in 2008 as well and I didn't make you 70 didn't million Quite go in the, the same, same way. Yeah, but look at you go, Sam. Look at you go. Can we get him on our podcast? <laughs> now, now listen, <laughs> yeah, really, do you know yeah. Rowan Cormley? 
you know what? I don't think our paths ever crossed. We might have said hi or something. I probably saw him in the office or whatever, but I was based in oh, Derek Wines in Thiel in Berkshire, Berkshire, wherever you say it. And he was in Virgin Wines, and I can't remember where their HQ was. I'm thinking more Westway, sort of Bristol Way, I can't remember. But um, he's just deeply entrepreneurial. Yeah, like he grew up that's... in South Africa and then he went to work for Richard Branson. He identified the gap in the market for finance and started Virgin Money. And then he started a wine company. He'd kind of spotted that gap in the market with his brother. And then eventually Richard got on board with that as well. And then that got bought out by Direct Wines and he went um, in the so, wine room. Okay, so what He's a deeply clever yeah. bloke. Yeah, yeah. But because um, I was a member of Naked Wines for a yes. bit and I... Mm. I really bought into the whole vibe. Angel investors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and all the little stories about the winemakers. But, mm. and this is going to kind of rain on your parade a little mm. bit here. Mm. They were very reasonably priced, mm. but I wasn't massively impressed with the wines that came through. I mm. liked the stories and I liked the feeling of investing, but it felt like the first rung on the wine ladder. And then I joined the Wine Society, and yep. then I go to Majestic now, and you yep. see the naked wine influence yep. On, yep. on Majestic. Yep. It's much more approachable. First of all, he introduced the whole thing. You can walk into Majestic and just buy one bottle if you want. Thank God, yeah. Whereas mm. before, you're like, yeah. can I, oh, I have to buy six, do I? Mm. Um, Which was a company policy. It wasn't, mm. a, it wasn't like a legal thing. No, they no, no. They just decided no. to make people buy more, and yeah. I think they realised. They were probably right that, for a while yeah. there. But it was Majestic were, were not doing brilliantly well when he took no. over. And he's turned it around from the sounds of things. I think he's doing well by all accounts. Um, you know, he's got seventy million. Well, sure <laughs> he's, yeah, all, he's all, doing but, jolly well, Percy. Yeah. But yeah, he hasn't just—he didn't just retire and go and, and count his money. Why don't we get him oh, on the podcast? Him on. Tom and I had a business idea that we were trying to—we <laughs> actually got in touch with his predecessor. Mm. That was we were quite pleased about. Uh, yeah, we got laughed out of that place, but now oh. he's there. Yeah. Maybe he's no, a bit no, more of a mug. It sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. He's got 70 million. I mean, that is a <laughs> yeah. lot of tax to pay on yeah. that. He needs to just throw some Some charitable us. investments, maybe. Yeah. I didn't get onto Naked Wines. I just, you know, www.naked. Mm. Just came just up to, and to me in different directions. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but um, but that's it basically. It's a um, short and sweet as you said. But yeah, Rowan Gormley, how amazing just to be able to basically put two fingers up. I would, the I would person to sack you and, and you know. What would be interesting would be to go. Here's my. I've got seventy million. Boom. What would be interesting is mm. to go to find out what the other people around that boardroom have gone mm. on to do. Mm. Well, I think the guy if it's if like the guy Branson, who if the guy who's, yeah, who um, who's that guy? him is a guy I think he is. Then he's not working there anymore. I yeah. just raised my fists in salute of, of this man, and I've realised yeah. I didn't put deodorant on this morning. <laughs> I actually smell quite bad. It I might be time to use some of your uh, your, your shower products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so you. that's it. Basically, um, you know, well done, big up, Rowan. Rowan, Rowan you're that was good. A hero. That was nice. It was legend. It's contemporary. It was entrepreneurial. Mm. Um, and most and it of didn't all, have you bang on about grapes and climate. mostly <laughs> it was short <laughs> nice one well thank you guys uh, that was uh, short sweet and succinct nice good and word. please join us next week when we'll be banging on about booze in a normal manner mm-hmm. thank you very much for listening everyone have a lovely week mm. and it's goodbye for me and goodbye me. for me and me cheers, cheers. Bye. Bye. this was a Grand Crew podcast from 7 Digital 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.